Christian, welcome to the show, man. I'm excited to be here, brother. Yeah, yeah. Do you like the studio? Do you like the setup? I love it, yeah. yeah. Richard made a great, some great work with it. Yeah, it's insane. Like, can't believe he did it all himself. Well, there's a, there was a couple of them, I think, moving everything around. But, um, it's, oh, yeah. It's, uh, but when he's the lead singer in the band. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, when, we, when we came here last week, I, I almost shit myself when I saw it. I was like, what? how yeah. are we going to even really do this? Uh, but it's uh, it's nice. It's nice to be here. You sit down and talk. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and now we're obviously we're making sure you're you're a safe distance away as well. Exactly. I so. think it's a bit too much now. Uh, well, we can uh, get a bit closer. Thank God we can hear each yeah. other. Chat me up a bit first, <laughs> and I'll come over. Yeah. <laughs> Slide into your DM. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so um, yeah, welcome to the show, man. Um, I'm really uh, really kind of keen to dig into your background and, and really understand obviously boxing and sport from your from your uh, point from of view and yeah exactly yeah. and and um you know for me for me personally obviously I've, I've been following boxing for a long time um anyway and uh it just i'd imagine there's so many things we can go into um so um but before we do i guess it'd be good to for those that aren't from Malta, it'd be good to maybe hear a bit about about you and and your background uh, so so where, where did yeah. it you know, so where did it all start? Well, um, where did you start? This, right? I started, it started mainly when I was a little kid. Yeah. Um, well, I come from a family, uh, which is kind of a fighting family. They used to do a lot of karate, a lot of bar fights, like, you know, how they were before, like a lot of fighting on the streets. And stuff <laughs> like bar that. fights, nice, okay. Yeah, so when I was a kid and I used to go to my nanas, my, my, my dad and my uncles and stuff, mm -hmm. they used to be sitting outside and talking about the like fast cars and, like racing and stuff yep. and telling jokes about how they used to get into fights and beating people up so nice. i grew up kind of that if you don't when you're growing up you don't have a fist fight it's like you're you're seen, you're not you're, you're not graduating into a man right. <laughs> yeah it's yeah, like a graduation okay. person yeah. but anyways and when i was a kid in kindergarten like four years old there was a kid who used to bully me and so my dad took me to karate practice. Did karate until I was 11. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's a similar story to Daniel that was on last week, actually. Yeah? Because uh, yeah. he had the same thing. Like He got um, uh, bullied and then went to went down a similar path. Anyway, so yeah. Then uh, switched to football. Yeah. Because um, then when I went into secondary school, um, it was a church school, so fighting gets old, you know. <laughs> you need to be able to play football. Yeah. So then yeah, I went to football course. practice. But around 17, I started getting tired of the politics. Politics. Right. I stuck around until I was 19, but I had already started dabbling with kickboxing and boxing. Right. And I used to have like uh, gym sparring at uh, like active zone and stuff like that. Mm. We used to meet around. Then uh, when it was. Uh, when I was playing uh, a bit regularly um, in the second division, mm -hmm. and uh, so you're at a decent level then. No, well, second division of water is not that yeah, decent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was with like I was with Hamroon. Uh, yeah. I, I was on the Premier League bench once, and I used to train with the main team a lot okay. when I was like 16, 17. Yeah. Anyways, then uh, when I went into second division, I saw a lot of. Uh, shady things going on which I didn't like okay then I was uh, such as can you elaborate ah come on you know what it is <laughs> like <laughs> the comedy guys uh, calling the 
coach on the table uh, on the on the bench like you gotta substitute that guy that guy needs to go in yeah okay um, yeah fair enough yeah. or the guy who's making a lot of noise after the match because we lost is the one who threw it away who threw yeah, the match away you know okay, yeah. stuff like that yeah anyways and i don't want to be around anymore started kickboxing mm-hmm. to keep fit then uh my kickboxing coach asked me if i wanted to travel with them for the experience oh, wow. and maybe take a light contact fight i told them Light contact isn't really not my style. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm gonna do it, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Okay. And before that was in November, and before that, um, the the guy I'm with right now, uh, Steve Martin, um, uh, there was going to be an amateur boxing show, and he told me, "Do you want to get a fight there?" Hmm. I told him, "You think I'm ready?" He told me, "Yeah." So all right, then why not? You know. There, there must have been a bit of build up though. Like, I mean, were you were you training for a number of years, couple of months, or were you just you just naturally. Mm-hmm well built for it uh how do you say it i mean with kicks they were still in me yeah. you know from when i was a kid because i was i had a very good level at karate um and uh the main thing with karate was that i got bored really quickly uh i kept on doing it because my dad wanted to do it with me because we were at a club mm-hmm. they were very good teachers yeah. but they were very strict but very strict and uh like the senior one and uh they had only one class so which is which you can't fault them because that's how things used to be run back then mm. and uh, you didn't have beginners advanced intermediate stuff like that so see. even if you've been training there four years five years already um if someone new comes in, you have to start all over from the beginning again. Oh, wow. Okay. Now I understand. Yeah. That. I mean, now I'm tra- I am train people myself and mm-hmm. I'm still doing, uh, like I give them basic workouts and in order for them to do it properly, mm-hmm. it's better not to just tell them how to do it, but you show them how to do it and you train with them consistently. Yeah. Like over the whole session, you're doing the technique with them. Mm-hmm. You stand just a little bit in front of them or on their side so that they can see you doing it and they're copying you and hearing you at the same time so now i don't mind doing the throwing the most beginner combination 200 times in one day because i have to repeat to do three guys for example you know right i see but when you're a kid you get bored yeah okay so i started getting bored pretty quickly Mm. and uh so the level was there uh when it comes to boxing it was different of course but that there wasn't really that build-up because I used to go, so 16 turning to 17, I went for a month and a half to kickboxing. 17 to 18, a couple of months. 18 to 19, another couple of months. And then uh, 19 to 20, I said, okay, I'm going to stop football and I'm going to do this. And um, that was June. I remember I started the week of uh Emnaria, which is the feast of saint paul ah, and I see. saint okay. saint peter and saint paul because mm-hmm. we went to gozo that weekend okay and i remember i was still practicing my kicks in the farmhouse hungover <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah so basically like from late june and then you have july august september around uh, the middle of october i had my first boxing fight I think it was like 20 years or something. And and, and how, what was going through your mind at that point? You know, and the boxing fight. Yeah. Oh, no. 
So uh, uh, first I made weight. Yeah. It was a relief. It was the lowest I've been in my whole life. Like oh, of course, seven, the actual process of making weight is... Because I went down to 78 or 77 kilos. And uh, like until June, I had been like 92 kilos. <sighs> yeah. And I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't fat or very overweight, mm -hmm. but I was bulky. You know, the guy who trains football goes to the gym, but eats pizza and pasta every day. Yeah, <laughs> okay. And uh, so I made weight. Then went to eat at a, a bar in Hamroon, friend mm -hmm. of the coach, and like three big plates of pasta like this. So I was almost throwing up in the fight. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, that's you learn with experience. Yeah. Then after that, uh, slept a little bit, went back to the school mm -hmm. where we we're gonna have the fights, the amateur fights. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if you know where it is. It's uh, there's an area in Bukhara called Taparis because the school is is called Taparis okay. I think as well that we were in and there was a a gym that used to be run by Michael Brown that was hosting the fights the ring didn't have a canvas it was just made with parquet and um, mm. so you had imagine like this table yeah so the ring was here small space here there and there just to have the judges mm -hmm. and the committee and stuff whatever and uh, then you had like this much space and then a room packed full of family members of crowds wow and in the beginning you go in it's like look around it's like it's okay then people start coming in and you don't see them because you're in the back and there was only a there was only a piece of plaster dividing And <laughs> I, you start warming up, and you hear the fights before you, and you hear this, the the supporters going like, "Come on, kill him, oh, fuck him <laughs> up," you know. Sorry if I can't use that word. <laughs> and um, and it's like, and and I'm I'm like jumping, twisting my 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 torso. And in the middle of it, I'm thinking, like, should I just leg it? You know, I don't But care. The butterflies they, are just yeah, going. They call, they call me a, like, a sissy or whatever. I yeah. don't care. I leg it anyway. My time came. And in amateur boxing, no one, no one, uh, no one goes with you in the ring walk. And it was very short, but mm. you had to go through all the crowd. You hold your towel and your mouthpiece. Wow. And then you give it to the coach. Mm. And I walked... I think I was looking down or something, but I was like kind of spaced out. Then, you, so you just the, at that point you're not wanting to look at anyone because you're just trying to focus, or you just like I was oh, this no, is crazy. I was I was scared shitless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to focus not to shoot my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, then uh, it's like something switched. I went into the ring. And uh, I, st I still speak to the guy when he's in Malta because he moved to Austria. He's a really good le level chef now. Mm -hmm. um, he's Christian as well, Christian Zara. And uh, like they were putting the gloves on him and me and we locked eyes from across the ring. Sounds romantic. Uh, no, and it's <laughs> like something switched. I'm like, I'm gonna like mess you really badly mess up you mess you up really badly yeah so you just clicked in yeah. yeah and 
then we started to fight like after around and a half i was blown out of my ass not because i wasn't trained but because the adrenaline rush was so high yeah ended up being like really bad like quality fight like going after (laughs) 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 so it wasn't very technical yeah and uh i remember i then when we're final bell sounded shake his hand everything and the coaches then the referee takes you to face the crowd and uh, you see my family members over there like my mother my, my dad my uncles mm-hmm. stuff like that and i'm like please god make sure they give it to me please yeah. god make sure they give it to me please. anyway there is my hand i want it I guess because you're, you're fit, you, it was a relief. Do you feel like you don't want to let anyone down at that point? Is that why? Or is it just it's just saving face? Yeah, it's just still now. Yeah. You don't want to let anyone down. I, I, I can't think of a worse feeling mm. that personally than losing a fight. Mm. I can't. They are, like, I'm not talking about family members dying now and stuff like that, but I think that's the only worst thing. Yeah. When someone close to you dies, that's really bad. But mm. other than that, I can't think of anything worse than um losing fight i guess cause ultimately you you're having um you would have a team right a team behind you but you are the only member that that is is fighting so nah, you're kind of nah, carrying when, when when you win everybody's around and stuff but i found out the hard way as well that when you lose a lot of people leave the room quickly and not just hangers on and stuff like that uh, i mean i'm not a celebrity i don't mm. have hangers on <laughs> like you know I'm fucking christian <laughs> <laughs> it's you know i don't consider myself anything special and i'm not um but even people that you would expect to be by your side when you lose like from your team just leave sometimes you know yeah i mean maybe they're disappointed because they put the work in as well mm. up until then and they're disappointed because they don't want to they see you lose and stuff like that and then sometimes you're surprised as well because when you lose people that you would have no idea that they would stay with you and come to encourage you and would have a lot to lose as well when you lose mm. they still stay by your side and i'm not talking about like my wife or anything uh it, but because those are people that are going to stay by your side whatever no what, you yeah, know exactly. as long as you're not married to a gold digger yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like uh when i lost the fight in september which um everybody was expecting me to win yeah um uh, against you fighting i fought against marsa like a guy in the dolman mm. i started slowly then second third and fourth round i won clearly mm-hmm then uh i got cut from a head clash in my over here and got caught with a body shot as well in the fifth round yeah badly that took the wind out of mm. me because i struggled to make weight and uh when i was i was trying to keep him at bay mm-hmm. and in the corner they were telling me that i'm doing really good keep it up like shouting and stuff like that but the judges weren't seeing it that way and i lost it on a split decision oh five to three anyways and afterwards uh, people who I expected to be there from my team mm. weren't there and I didn't notice but my family told me after uh, which impacted some stuff going forward as well so, so and the guy who I had just started working with 
who I thought he's just in it like in you know like take a chance. He came there and he's still by my side today. Nice. So, so that um, just talking about recovery from from say that a loss like that. Yeah. Um, obviously, one can only imagine it has a huge mental impact as well as physical. Um, and and you'd have to, you know. So where do you, where do you what do you start with? Where, where, you know, what do you start rebuilding first? And, and what what's uh, um, well, how, do you, how do you do that? It depends how you lose, what you lose, what things you have after the fight. Like, mm. like for example, that one, like that last year, I fought second of March, and I won uh, a small title as well. Mm-hmm. Then twenty eighth of April, I fought for a WBC youth title. I lost that one on points and I got cut in training before and first punch um, split my nose open immediately in the fight because it was already split open it, it, it hadn't closed yet yeah. and uh, I lost that on points and it my face looked really bad after the fight because the blood just uh, spreads out yeah. the bruise just spreads out but I got hit cleanly. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't get hit that much. Was that was that um, in Switzerland? Yeah. Okay. In Switzerland. Um, so then uh, I took like four, five weeks of sparring. I think it's yeah. Then I fought again in July, twenty-seven July. Three months later, I took about five weeks of sparring. I still trained after one week. I started training again. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, you don't spar you know that's the hardest aspect of training if you're gonna have challenging sparring you're taking blows to the head blows to the body you know uh, especially if you get if you've been cut you have to take care of the cuts because they will open again with the, the first punch if they're yeah. not closed is there is there like a level of intensity then to the sparring beforehand uh, sometimes or well, you have to back off well there are people who i sometimes do it like i do technical sparring mm. or uh, like a bit light sparring you go with speed yeah but very rarely because uh, the guys i spar with they all grow up sparring like hard all the time i see and okay. uh like i spar nick a friend of mine sparred him yesterday in the playground we go all out uh bazooka he doesn't know how to go light <laughs> <laughs> i saw the video yeah <laughs> <laughs> and not at all <laughs> But sometimes you do technical sparring, like for example, you go round or two rounds, just throwing jabs only. I see. Then you use your left hand only. Okay. Richard knows this because I give it a lot to them in the classes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, exercises like that. And uh, then the higher the level you go and the more budget you have, then you start hiring sparring partners. You pay them to come spar you. Mm-hmm. If you have a big fight coming. Um, uh, and then you try to bring fighters in which imitate the style I'm sure you know this yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah yeah you know but yeah so then after that i took fi- i took f- about five weeks of sparring for mm. this cut on my nose through the heel yeah okay and i started sparring again so 20 25th the 27th of july it was a hard fight but it was only a six rounder so i mean first round was could say I lost it second round was cold close then from the third to the sixth I dominated mm-hmm. um, I don't think I got cut in that fight 
then in September, so then, so after that fight, like I took a couple of weeks of sparring and started preparing for the one two months later in September. Okay. And I was promised, if I win, I was promised a shot at the WBC Mediterranean title in nice. uh, in November at the Sigma show or December was that? No, November, 28th November. Because I fought exactly like two months at a two months interval. Mm-hmm. I fought like five times in 10 months. Mm. And then at the end of the, Jeez. at the end of the year, I started to feel it like I can't, I I can't be fucked with this. Making weight, staying on point, staying in the diet, diet. Because you're constantly having to to shed, shed or your weight's going up and down. Yeah, exactly. And you're, you're I don't, I don't get up that much in between fights. Um, like maybe five to six kilos. Okay. I walk around. I walk around like uh, eighty kilos, and then as soon as I go strict on my diet, I'm seventy-eight. I okay. lose all the water or seventy-seven. Are, are you ve- are you vegan as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Well, ish. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> nah, nah, because vegan I don't I don't eat I don't eat meat. Okay. And I try to stay off hundred percent dairy products. Oh, I see. Okay. I hate like yeah, cattle farming and stuff like yep. that, and fish as well. Uh, but sometimes I still have some eggs, and sometimes I still have some donuts and okay. stuff like that. You okay. know, so, so you, you could call me. You could call me a vegetarian <laughs> yeah okay exactly okay nice and uh, has that uh have you always been a vegetarian nah i've, I've tried to go vegetarian uh, the first time a few like a year or a year and a half after i started boxing hmm. and they gave me so much shit in the gym <laughs> so i started I, I went back normal yeah then i went to then when i first went vegan um 2017 when I, I watched what the health uh yeah okay. and i was disgusted mm. <laughs> i had just bought I, I had just went home to my apartment my wife was home she was my girlfriend back then still weren't married and uh, i told her I'll tell you what we do tonight um i bought like uh, 250 grams of parma ham and i don't know how much mozzarella or i don't know what it was but a nice Buffalo, buffalo, oh, yeah, buffalo. Yeah, mozzarella, yeah. and I told him make some real nice pasta sauce and we have it you know because I didn't have a fight too close mm-hmm. and showed me that's disgusting <laughs> I told her like a couple of days ago we fucking you were dreaming about yeah. this and she was like but, but come watch this documentary that I just watched with me it's like okay but <laughs> I watched it and I was like okay I understand you mm. But I'm not gonna waste this. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> so that was the, <laughs> was the kind last. of the last time. Yeah. yeah. And then again, they gave me a lot of shit and made fun of me, but I stuck with it. Did it? Did it make a difference to your training? Did you feel weaker, stronger? No, I felt I I I, I went down a weight category. And I stopped getting sick. I used to get sick really badly. Really? Like wow. I, like in in 2000. 2017 i remember i had uh, the first fight was for a wb international belt i went into it throwing up and uh, with area i lost it on points i still think to this day that i won that fight clearly on the record then three months later um i went to i went into another fight again for the same title mm-hmm. I won it, but I had a viral infection in my throat, and I was scared shitless because I started when I I I went to the weigh-in, like the day of the weigh-in. I started, I, f- I felt my throat sw- swelling up. Yeah. After the weigh-in, um, I ate and drank, 
still didn't go away i went to the health health clinic uh, the public health clinic and i don't know what they gave me day of the fight still wasn't working so i went to a couple of pharmacies asked around and uh they gave me some spray i could feel like i had the shivers so i had the fever Jeez. but then i went Pains to the i went to the i went to the venue and after an hour like i put some spray in and everything vanished like the sore throat vanished and uh so it's just the numb just numb all the pain or that will just i don't know what it was the some like magic spray maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and i w and i wanted yeah and uh then then it started being so easy making weight yeah uh that uh i went down to middleweight because uh, you can as you can see i've got a small frame mm. on like super middleweights and light heavyweights usually are huge and for people that don't know these weight levels so how 76 kilos okay uh, super middle yep. 72.5 is middle mm -hmm. and 79.5 is light heavy but the thing is you got weight in boxing mm. so if you're like me if you're walking around like when you go on a healthy diet you walk around 77 78 76 and you go down to middle yeah because you weigh in the day before so you can play around with your water weight oh of course then you rehydrate and eat a lot of carbs and you, f feel, you feel out again yeah, you know yeah, yeah. then the 76 guys would walk around between 80 83 anywhere sometimes even heavier okay nice okay. and the 79.5 guys like 85 87 wow, and okay, the thing is it's not it's not just about the height mm. it's about you the way you fill out you know it's about how dense your muscle yep. is how muscly you are mm. it's different like you see some super middleweights who've got shoulders as big as my thighs yeah you know and uh, have you have you um jumped uh up or down a weight have you kind of been when into i went vegan i went down a weight okay when i first started i was used to fight at 79 kilos but it was a low level yeah and they were all people like me who were like just starting out or you know just a little bit after a couple of years mm. so um you don't fight you don't fight people who take a scientific approach and stuff like that i see okay. so 79 kilos fighting semi-professional mm which sometimes you fight guys who train three times a week and drink four times a week. <laughs> okay. Otherwise known fighters. as the white collar or un yeah. unlicensed fighting. Yeah. Um, 79 kilos for them is either a fit 79 kilos or a fat 79 kilos, you know? Okay. 79 kilos in the pro game, 90% of the time is dehydrated 79 kilos and then they rehydrate up to 84, 85 it can go both ways it can it's a sword that, that can cut both ways because mm. uh double-edged sword because like the one in uh the fight i lost in september mm -hmm. uh dropped like three kilos the last the last i don't know four kilos i dropped the last 24 hours four kilos in 24 hours yeah wow. and the, the, uh, i didn't i didn't you just had to dehydrate yourself it. did you yeah I, it's not just about normal what i did a stupid thing um i had read that tofu suppresses your testosterone so i said okay i'll just go on white fish and eggs the last week and i was uh having eggs and white fish every three hours but my body wasn't used to it so it was retaining a lot of water oh, interesting. so the last day i had to weigh in at 72 73.5 
or 73 i don't know what the weight was anyways and i woke up like two kilos over still and i was dehydrated so i had to put layers on go running shadow boxing and stuff like that so i had a hard time making weight and uh then the day of the fight i felt sluggish as well because i drank and ate too much immediately after the weigh-in so then you get bloated yeah. i mean like i weighed in at 72.5 and the, before i left i was like 79 kilos and then the december fight when i performed really well uh against the guy that punched really fucking hard the hardest puncher ever faced i was gonna yeah. ask yeah. who was yeah. that thomas Bezvoda. Okay. i think his name was his yeah but like a tank <laughs> short like this he hit me with an uppercut i still feel it i held my f- really I just felt my whole f- head vibrating and i never felt a shot like that <coughs> yeah he almost dropped me twice and i can take a pretty good shot yeah like same. Everybody, everybody knows mm. it's not something to be proud of <laughs> but i mean it's better <laughs> to defend but when i can take it i can take it uh it's that, it's that hammering background yeah well before i left i had weighed myself i was about 77 76.5 and that's where I, when i feel i'm at my best i know? see yeah and what, what yeah. um just uh, for my own my own ignorance really what, what happens if uh there's a point you didn't make way in does the, the fight get pushed uh, back or what happens well it depends the other fighter can either uh refuse to fight because you broke the contract basically yeah. um or if he really needs the money he just fights mm. or if uh, he well there's different kinds of fighters there's fighters who just wouldn't care just get on with it mm. there's fighters who wouldn't fight if the weight difference is too much i mean you miss weight by three or four kilos i'm like yeah. and, you, and I'm like come on come on taking the piss yeah. and then there's fighters that uh would uh which in my case i've done you either send them running to lose the weight or uh you just ask them to give you financial penalty interesting yeah. okay so it goes in the other the hands of the other uh, your yeah. opponent basically yeah, 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 okay yeah, yeah. okay but sometimes it goes sometimes it goes into the hands of the association as well yeah okay like there was a case once where the guy a guy was supposed to fight another guy at a certain weight let's say 80 kilos mm-hmm. and one guy showed that showed up at 70. so they said this guy's gonna get murdered that's that's the the promoters that's the, yeah, the promoter okay. and matchmaker then they it's a business yeah you know of course. yeah that's fair enough so um going back to uh your um I mean, we mentioned this obviously before uh, before we came on that the the difference is um recovery recovery wise um on the physically um when you wh- from yeah. when you won a match it doesn't when matter if you win or lose i mean you can lose on points and you can miss most of the shots yeah and you can go for a run the day after yeah. a couple of days after so the sa- it's the same technique after physically that you, you have and then you can win a fight and it's an absolute war yeah and you've got stitches everywhere <laughs> yeah <I laughs> and you've got bruises everywhere okay. and you feel like you can't move the day after okay like i remember uh after my first professional fight with scott mm-hmm. 10 rounds with scott dixon yep. um it was because before i had only fought like four four rounds of two minutes or six rounds of two minutes then my pro fight to save a show um it was 10 rounds of three minutes 
I knew I could do them because I had done them in sparring yeah. many times because I used to help out with the pros sparring mm -hmm. and I just sometimes used to do the same round of sparring as them okay. they didn't have anybody else so I knew I could do it my coach was really confident that's why I took the fight I lost it on points shit decision <laughs> <laughs> always when you lose so it's just but you got, you nah, got your uh, revenge on him nah I got my revenge yeah. and uh, but anyways day after I could feel it so not the day after not the day after because what happens is after a fight usually I can't sleep that well so mm. I sleep for like only three hours or four hours it's the adrenaline like still in your body yeah. yeah so your body is still not repairing itself mm -hmm. probably especially if you go out drinking after or something like that if you've won you know <laughs> you drink if you win to celebrate and you drink to drown your sorrows <laughs> if you lose <laughs> <laughs> nah. That's what I say. But yeah. then after, even when they go party, I'm like, okay, guys, I come have a beer. Yeah. I go, it's like, yeah, let's go party. Yeah. And then after 30 minutes, I get bored. I go have a burger, wait for everybody. To be. Nice. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyways, yeah. So after the squad fight, the first time I could feel here, like the size of my head, yeah, all bruised up because we were fighting on the inside a lot. So when you touch it, it hurts. And I could feel like from from the back of my head down to my neck to my shoulders like all stiff like this. And I I could actually say yes, this is a boxing fight. And before I used to say that K1 kickboxing mm -hmm. is harder on the body than boxing, and it is in a way because you get kicked in the legs and stuff. But yeah. once you learn how to block them, mm -hmm. I mean, you wake up bruised the day, the day after. But the maximum you're gonna fight is five rounds of three minutes. Yeah. And boxing, it's a lot more headshots than mm, kickboxing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you fight a hard fight, the day after you feel it badly. So even if you win and it's a hard fight and you win it on points, but you still get a lot of punches, then. Uh, Definitely you feel it. You have. You need to take a longer recovery. Yeah. Like uh, after the last fight, I think I took. How much was it? Thirteenth uh, March. I think I sparred the f first time. Well, I shouldn't be saying this, but we're <laughs> 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 <More> like <laughs> situation Don't give away is what it is. <laughs> oh, you talking? About, okay, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> but think about a month. Cause it wasn't that hard but i got had a couple of cuts so i took care of them yeah and uh it was it was i lost on points mm. and it was a hard fight and and, and i gave scrappy, everything i gave everything in it mm. but he was more of a boxer and rather than a brawler yeah and i was trying to make the fight all the time and he was boxing on the back foot mm. and uh he caught me with some good punches yeah but i didn't get hit get hit that cleanly like many times maybe i don't know but not many he, he didn't look uh he looked very very technical uh, from from my my uh yeah. um not even, you know from my view yeah. um um but it um compared to some of the other fighters it didn't look like he had as much power so he yeah he yeah yeah well i but i, I mean I this noticed, is only from what i've seen so noticed, you're in the ring. i noticed that from his record he's got all, he had three knockouts from nine wins mm -hmm. so he didn't have that much as a knockout ratio but that can be deceiving yeah um because uh, sometimes guys don't have any don't have knockouts but then you go in there and you really feel their punches I but see. It, you, you psych yourself up before the fight as well yeah i mean sometimes you go into a fight and if they hit you with a baseball bat they won't drop you 
because yeah. you're so, so psyched you know yeah, you yeah. prepare yourself mentally it's mm-hmm. like okay i can take as much punishment as you want yeah. i don't care yeah um but he hits me once with a left hook a long left to the body he hurt me a couple of times badly in the fourth round mm-hmm. then fifth round i recovered seventh round i hurt him to the body but i i, I don't know i forgot which round it was but i remember he hit me with a with a left hook um and i have a habit of blocking with my hand open which i'm working on to block like this now mm-hmm. and when he hit me with the left hook on my hand it it just went like this boom into my eardrum and oh wow the, the one that the 1200 people in stoke hall and king's hall in stoke yeah Actually, all of a sudden i flat. felt like oh it's really from wow the, from this year yeah because i hit it with myself um and another time which i i felt hit, i felt it when he hit me with an accurate shot he just got me in the eye mm-hmm. exactly might have been a thumb or just might have been a knuckle mm-hmm. and uh, they told me that i lost my leg a little bit and he could feel because he got me exactly in the eye like boom yeah um you felt i felt the pain like shoot to the back of my head and i'm like okay can't show him slip boom boom counter and just move yeah. away yeah. you know then just but uh, but yeah but the hardest punchers for the hardest punches i've felt in my life for now are thomas besvoda the guy i talked about last yeah. time tyron boards he's retired now um uh, we used to train together um he has heavy hands <laughs> very heavy hands um the only time i sparred him without headguards wasn't the pleasure pleasure pleasurable experience trust me and we still had 16 ounce gloves on and uh another time uh another guy is james armand borge um he he used to hit hard as well he's he was he used to fight at like 67 kilos really talented really powerful mm-hmm. he used to hit like a light heavyweight at least yeah um but uh you could feel this thing in his punches mm. but uh he didn't uh he didn't continue i mean it's like yeah, partying people, yeah, yeah. i mean now they've got a great business going on family business over there so yeah it's good but um, again it's the it's the dedication you need right um, yeah going into this. you can be the most talented fighter in the world if you're not prepared to put in the hard work mm. you, you you lose for sure yeah. at some point or another you lose even though you can be the most talented fighter in the world yeah you, you could see it in a fight with uh josh kelly he's a really talented fighter mm-hmm. from the uk went to the olympics and everything he came up against a fighter who's considered good but kind of average in the usa ray robinson mm-hmm. um apparently josh kelly had to lose like a stone the day the day of the weigh-in to make weight <laughs> yeah or have a stone so throwing up? yeah <laughs> and uh and this guy ray robinson he just went to the body all day long and uh, i think it was a draw or maybe home by split decision mm. but everybody was shitting on the decision you know as in like favoritism and stuff like yeah that. so yeah and this guy just kelly is very talented very fast and athletic and he's got knockout power everything but if you're not disciplined uh, it's the same in any sport really you know you need to be willing to sacrifice yeah, that's the uh that's the big thing really tell me about it and um in terms of your your kind of 
you're growing up with the sport and obviously you, you, you took a lot of influence from, from um, where you lived and you know that's, yeah. that's kind of been in and around you. Have, you. have there been any particular boxers that you've actually looked at yourself and wanted to emulate or thought, okay, that I think they're you know, someone I want to try and follow in the footsteps of or you know, um, oh. at, least, at least liken your star to? Ah, God. Uh, you look at the legends, of course. I always used to like hear about Mike Tyson and stuff growing up. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I, I used to try to be like Mike Tyson, but when you when ridiculous. you don't have his power, it doesn't yeah. <laughs> doesn't really work that well. <laughs> I don't think anyone in the world does. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the, he's um he's back in training again, isn't he? And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And they're I, saying I, that I just wish he doesn't there. fight though. Yeah, he's he, 53. He's yeah. a legend. I mean, he he's a millionaire. He lost all his money. He remade it again. Yeah. I mean why yeah and he's, he's now he's on he's a different he's gonna do it as an exhibition yeah for charity and i mean if it's staged mm. it's okay but if they're just gonna kill each other i mean now you're 53 i mean it's to each his own like yeah. I, I would probably do it as well <laughs> but, but then but you, the, the, the worry is that then if you get the taste for it again you might be like oh maybe yeah. i'll do another one i'll do another uh -huh. one and then it's uh, but again he's <sighs> Uh, his, his mindset now is, is very very different to back, back, yeah. back you know 20 years ago so um hopefully he will be able to just do it once and then yeah like, okay um but yeah from the the reports but it's a dangerous path then 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 you get like evander holyfield who fought way too long as well until 2011 and he yeah. wants to do it again james tony he fought way too long as well and he wants to he, he came out he's gonna do it as well like mm. i count me in I mean, it's such a dangerous president, you know. Yeah. I mean, boxing is a dangerous sport. It's very few people can carry and carry on doing it well into your forties yeah. and fifty, but very few like Bernard Hopkins and George Foreman and stuff like that. Yeah. But very, very few and far between. So, so what what goes through your mind then? Um, because even like you know, preparing every day, you know, this this is your career. It's it's. You know, you're potentially putting your life on the line whenever you go in the ring, right? I know, and I think about it quite a bit. And before I used to think, uh, I mean, take one to give one, or take two to give one, or take two to give three. That in mind. What do you but mean? Now, what do you mean by that? Punches. Oh, okay, punches. Okay, yeah, okay. Now, now I try not to get hit as much, mm. um, because one, it's uh, a lot better way to win. Get hit less. Um, you 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 impress the judges more. Yeah, and uh, it's a lot better for your health because punches aren't that good for anybody. It's not. It's not. I don't think it's as bad as people say. Because once you get used to it, it doesn't hurt at mm. all. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's not. It's not great for your brain, of course. There's yeah. studies and stuff about it. But yeah, the impact. What is? I guess. I mean, I don't want to get into it, but there's a lot of other shit that people do that it's as dangerous for your long-term health yep. as boxing mm. and i don't think they are that is that much rewarding as boxing yeah so in that aspect yes i think about the danger and uh, sometimes it hits home um especially just before a fight because for example last fight and it can be um uh, you can see the difference between organizations like you have an organization which is classified as one of the best in the world the wbc mm. but still corrupt like <laughs> i mean it's boxing everybody yeah, gets everybody yeah. is corrupt <laughs> i'm not saying wbc is corrupt <laughs> i'm saying what uh, that's what people say 
It's but I fought, I fought for a for a small title, the WBC Youth yep. World Title, silver actually. It wasn't even the full one. Um, uh, and before the fight, he signed he signed a paper where it says that in case of uh, in case of life altering injuries or death, um, you have to nominate a person to execute an insurance policy. I think it was about twenty five thousand dollars. So well, they get yeah. it, you know, your yeah. family or yeah. your wife, yeah. whatever, whatever it is. So I, I, yeah. my dad was with me, so I, 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 I gave his contact details. Yeah. Yeah. Then when I went to England, it was the International Boxing Organization, which is the fifth biggest organization in the world. Okay. Like it's viewed as big, but nobody really wants to recognize a fifth big one because there's already too many by right. four. Okay and what i really found distasteful was that you sign a paper before the fight that in case of life-altering injuries or death there's no responsibility for the <laughs> international boxing organization so which like a waiver. is exactly it's a, you sign a waiver not an insurance policy it's a waiver which is a basically Sorry. a piece of shit move because mm. you're getting paid i don't know how much it was two thousand pounds in sanctioning fees Plus, they expect to be put in the best hotels, like the judges and the inspectors really? and stuff like that. Yeah, man, you know how much it costs you like to get Shit, for you it? You have to pay for stuff like that. You, like WBC Mediterranean title, I'm talking about WBC now. Yeah. This, this one I know for sure. Yeah. Um, so you have to pay about 3,000 in sectioning fee, okay. like to, be, to get the belt and yep. the recognition that you're fighting in it. Mm -hmm. And then you crack into the top 40 okay. of the world, yep. of your middle, of the class. Then besides that you gotta pay for the wbc referees and judges to come over because we don't have a credit in malta right i see so i think if i'm not mistaken they fly business class <laughs> then they have to stay in a five-star hotel and they typically well. where are the and judges the from what typically. where are they from uk or nah, th there's there's everywhere around europe okay. just the model don't have it because yeah. the sport is a baby in malta mm. you know so yeah, it, it's it's expensive, yeah, and yeah. Uh, but 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 it's okay. It costs five thousand euros, and at least the the fighters have an insurance policy. Yeah, that is good. Mm. But uh, if you're requesting all of that, and then you're requesting the fighters who you are making the money off, because I mean the promoter organizes the show, it's well and good, and he sticks his neck out mm -hmm. for the money and whatever investing in it because if a promotion goes wrong he lose money but without the fighters there's no show yeah so the fighters you make the money off them and you make them sign a liability that if they die you're not even going to take care of their family mm, like sure. i mean if a boxer has a wife and kids like twenty five thousand dollars they can live for like seven or eight months something they mm. get their shit together with them you know so Man, wow. <laughs> if he doesn't have any savings, I'm saying, yeah, it's yeah. all right. Yeah, you have to take care of stuff like that. But at the end of the day, come on, it's like, Jesus, did not know that. What? So, what's the um, the process then of actually getting a fight arranged? You know, from the beginning, like going, okay, right, this is. Uh, speak uh, well, to this today, 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 it's a, today it's a lot easier than it was before because yeah. um, if you don't have a registered manager, mm -hmm. um, you still. You still get, you still can get a lot of fight offers through BoxRec, which is the like the mm -hmm. the official website for boxing rankings. Yeah, boxer, yeah. um, as long as you have your contact details there, 
Um, even if you don't have it over there, I don't have mine, and I get fight of fights offered very regularly um, for abroad. Um, uh, then you, uh, they might just Google your name or Facebook your name. They write Christian Schembri boxing. You come up and you receive an o an offer from a matchmaker. Um, and then you either deal with it yourself, or if you have a manager, he deals with it. You know, yeah. if you have a manager that wants to take you to the whole way and believes you can go the whole way, yeah, he, he can be paid monthly and by the manager, and then he fixes the fights and everything, and uh, then he I takes see. his percentage of the purse. Um, you know, so there's a lot of different things, but basically, like in, in my case, at least, if I'm fighting in Malta, um, Demistana takes care of almost everything mm -hmm. um, uh, like he sorts out the opponents and stuff like that and uh, then he asks me and Steve if we accept like that opponent yep. which we normally say yes mm -hmm. um, I mean it's a fight <laughs> 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 yeah. then uh, you sort out the money if uh, like how much the other guy is getting um, and how much you are getting for the fight okay. you normally get paid per round Really per round? Oh, yeah. Okay. Didn't know, okay. No, but it's in per round. Even if you get knocked out in one round, you're still going to get for eight or ten rounds, you know? Yeah, it's I see. Once you step in the ring, it's that. But in, in boxing, we say per round. So right. like 200 per round, 300, 500. Oh, I see. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, I understand. And, uh, and yeah, then once you said that, I mean, at the beginning of the, the year, you always have to renew your license, your medicals and everything, like brain scans, uh, okay, blood tests good. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's always a scary time because you always, I mean, you take it in the beginning of the year, then you have the whole year of fighting and sparring and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know there's nothing wrong with you because it's not like you're throwing up or you getting headaches and stuff like that. But still, there could be a very little something that might make you fail your brain scan. Mm. Or if, like if there's an aneurysm, apparently it's just a very, 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 very tiny, minuscule fraction of bubble yeah. that can give you like very serious complications. Mm, of course. So of course you get scared. But well, it's, un it's, yeah. un it's understandable. It's uh, yeah. you know, it's your yeah. it's your career, isn't it? So you and, and then after you agree the money and then the conditions and stuff like that mm. where you're gonna fight what's gonna happen then you sign the contract and uh then you just pray to god that the fighter comes from abroad or that you get on the plane you get in the ring and you fight yeah and you get paid yeah nice. that's it basically and and how do you so say if you've got a uh, a fight abroad do you take your family with you do you take your wife or? uh well do, do you have a, do you, it depends like last fight usually like when i'm fought in switzerland like, uh, quite a bit of well not quite a bit of people but like nicholas the swedish guy i was talking about he's my best friend yeah. he came with me uh, my wife came uh, my dad came and my coaches uh back then uh, but the, the last one in england um my wife and my dad was gonna come mm -hmm. And some other people as well, but then because of the COVID, like the support, but then because of the COVID situation, yeah. nobody came. Yeah. So to be honest, but I, I don't mind that. I spent I had spent three weeks in England, like uh, uh, like on a training camp mm. before, and uh, you get lonely sometimes. But again, you're just concentrating you on the on. you're just concentrating on the fight, and that's it. And you wake up, and you just eat, then train, then rest, maybe go for a walk train again you know stuff like that so mm. really is like 100 percent concentration yeah best like preparation i've ever had yeah i see 
Um, but just like like I told you like before this started, uh, of course I love having the support mm. and uh, being in front of your own crowd and hearing them like shouting and cheering and everything yeah. is really nice. But I can fight here. Yeah. <laughs> so in a studio, I don't mind. I'm not warmed up. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but as in. Um, so uh, yeah, so last time no one came. Yeah, okay. and I went to fight a couple of times abroad as well. When only my dad came. Yeah, I was usually my dad sometimes he's in my corner as well. So yeah, uh, does your how does your wife typically feel about it? Like nah, this? before before when she didn't understand boxing, and she didn't understand where I wanted to go, she used to love it mm. and come for the fights. But recently she's been telling me that she looks forward. To the very far away day of when I retire, yeah. <laughs> because she's noticed that uh, the level has gone higher, mm. and when the level goes higher, um, there's more danger involved in it mm. because the fights are not complete washouts, um, and uh, it's more competitive, it's so it's more dangerous. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, you're fighting a taxi driver outside, and you beat him up, you take a paycheck, and mm. walk away take your pos title and walk mm. away yeah but uh if you when you start when you want to fight at the level i want to fight at, and i managed to fight that twice in the last two years yeah and i want to go a level above that which is why i need to win <laughs> the next time i go to that level mm. uh, then of course it becomes more dangerous yeah of course so i mean you're fighting you're fight you're, you're facing faster stronger and more skilled fighters than when you do at a certain level so of course i mean you're gonna get hit more mm. if you're not already a level above them so yeah i mean you're still so you're 27 how do you know 27 yeah. 27 okay so you know still pretty nah, early nah, in your I, career. I think i think should have started at 1920 so i think uh, i got a got a few years to go like 35 36. do you think coming through the amateur uh, ranks has helped I've never had toughness. any amateur. Oh, did you not? <laughs> <laughs> Just semi-pros. Oh, see, okay. Nah, right. I only had one amateur bout, and um, in Malta, like everybody would say, um, or if they're honest about themselves, they should say that there's really no one who knows how to teach amateur boxing properly, like the skills and stuff like that. Because mm. boxing is young in Malta. Yeah. I mean, there's very, I think there's very few people who have traveled and trained abroad enough uh, to actually understand what it takes to train a boxer for mm. a certain level um, and I'm, I don't mean to shit mean to shit on anybody and I respect the work every single coach does in this country um, but when you go to a different country you understand the different levels really okay there's more, there's more resources there's more availability for example no this boxing has been in England since 1850s yeah. 1860s mm. earlier same idea in America so you get lineage you get experience yeah. they know exactly what to do in what situation and why you do it and different things you can do and they will know the outcome of those different things as well mm. um, so if you don't train with those kind of people if you just follow people on YouTube, it's not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it is. It is. It, it's funny. Yeah. It, it's funny. You, you might think it's funny, but 
It's actually sad because you think the, fir the first wake-up call I got was after a fourth score addiction and uh, I lost a split decision, which everybody in the crowd except the judges said I should have won. I felt on top of the world, mm. honestly. And I already knew that the score addiction I faced wasn't the prime score addiction, but still I, fa I felt on top of the world. So I had a fight in January, and uh, 30 January, from a show organized by Scott Dixon himself, and uh, it was a VIP show. And I said, I, I had turned pro, so I told my coach, Steve, he, I told him, I told him, listen, I told him, uh, I don't know, I want to give this a good go. I want to go train for a week in London, mm -hmm. you know, to get some experience. The way told me it's the best decision you can make. Yeah. I don't okay. I went, all confident and stuff, in all of my surroundings, <laughs> state of the art gym and stuff like that. And uh, I sparred the first time, I got beat from pillar to post. I sparred the second time, I got beat from pillar to post. Like Every time I sparred, I got beat from pillar to post. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Mm. Why? You know? Yeah. Then when you start getting experience, you start realizing. When you start seeing amateurs who have been boxing for 10 years or 12 years, but they are only 22 or 23, then you realize why. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that I realized even more last time I went out, I spent three weeks there and I was practically living in a cell in the gym. Um, I only had a sink and the sofa in my room. <laughs> um, it, it's I was training with ni at 9 o'clock in the morning with the coach by myself. Then at 5 o'clock or another guy. Then at 5 o'clock, the pros would train together at 6.30. Uh, like until 6.30. Then 6.30, the first amateur class um, starts, yeah. I think. 6.30, the kids, the no, the amateurs, the amateurs trained at 6.30. And you see like 30 or 40 amateur boxers training, hitting the bags uh, on the pads or sparring each other like in the same room. If you started yesterday, you're looking at the guy that has been training for five years. So even if the coach doesn't speak to you, personally for more than one minute in the whole training session mm. you're still looking at the guy that's a million times better than you and yeah. copying his move so after six months you'll be a lot better yeah. than the guy who has been training at six months in Malta with a coach maybe one to one three or four times a week but he doesn't have that kind of quality around him to feed off course. You know? yeah so now but that's what I was talking to with Steve last time that now it's going to be a lot easier for the young kids coming through not easier but for example like i've got a uber talented cousin called dyson who's uh who trains with three or four other people his age and they're all feeding off each other and improving improving right. improving yeah. they're traveling abroad and they are losing their fights but they are some fights they still deserve to win but you're boxing abroad so you get a, the, the short end of the stick but they're still getting the experience so that's already an experienced group of kids generation feeding off each other yeah. which will be better than our generation which didn't travel yeah you course. know 
I mean, I give myself the best chance to succeed because I spent a lot of money just going abroad, training, getting sparring partners who are better than me to beat me up in training, to learn from them and to train with them and stuff like that. But uh, it's different doing it now than and for example for a total of 10 weeks in one year then every day yeah you know of the week so if your your um your goal is to go up to two more levels right you're saying yeah um do you think it's realistic to be able to do that with with in malta or are you gonna have to go abroad to do that or what's the gonna fly <laughs> you have to remember that people are listening we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see, yeah. we'll see. see what happens okay but there, just there are there are opportunities but as you know nothing is set in stone at the moment with yeah. everything so yeah but uh, i mean that's my dream but we'll see yeah. where, where um the coaches that you've either had time with or that you've seen seen um you know train others whether it be online or not where do you think the best trainer best best group of trainers are is it uk us uh, but, but just you can't go you, you can't go anywhere and find a good coach like like i went to uh, i went to england now new york with henry warden who was a very good fighter mm -hmm. but he's not a well-known coach because he's just trained amateurs at the moment that he never had any plans to go pro right. until a few amateurs wanted to go pro he trained and when i went to train with me he's an amazing coach mm. an amazing coach he's an amazing coach um, I trained with Barry Smith, who's a very good coach as well, down in London, before. Um, uh, then I went to Sweden and Stockholm. And because uh, my wife's from there, she told me, why don't you give it a try? I said, yeah, why not? And uh, I trained with a guy called Louis Lagerman. And he's uh, he, he spent his life under Angelo Dundee. You know who he is. He was his protege, kind of the coach of Muhammad Ali oh yes Shukuri, yeah, yeah, Leonard yeah, yeah, and course, everything yeah. so he learned from him mm -hmm. so he was a Swedish amateur wow, boxer yes, yes. who had a chance to go work I think with the police athletic league if I'm not mistaken under Angelo Dundee or in the gym of Angelo Dundee not yeah. with the police athletic league mm -hmm. and he had to go for a couple of years but ended up spending like 20 or 25 years in the USA so then he went back to Sweden which is not a country known for producing that many great boxers no, no and they produced better female boxers than male boxers however you have a coach over there who doesn't want to train amateurs but he wants to train pros only because he's fed up with the amateur game who's learned from one of the best ever to do it for 25 years yeah okay you know so I, then i went another couple of times i got a contact i went to uh, budapest with sabol uh, spintia and uh he was a fighter himself and he had just been starting out um he focuses more on conditioning though to right. be honest i learned more from sparring there than from coach from coaching because even though they didn't speak that very good english either okay so he didn't he couldn't correct me that much either but anyways and um, he was a very loyal kind of guy so he didn't like giving me tips on how to improve that much to beat his own fighters <laughs> oh, that's not great <laughs> yeah. but anyways but he was a really nice guy yeah, yeah. and we got on well and he still trained me and everything yeah um but i shit you not when he was a fighter like and he retired recently because he got his neck fused a couple of times and uh, from a car accident oh and my. an infected operation an infection after an operation in his shoulder so he had so to retire really? but he used to go train with freddie roach Okay. Oh, wow. Wildcard. So, yep. 
It's like anywhere you go in the world, you're gonna find if you look hard enough, you're gonna find someone with experience. Yeah. Or someone that uh, is good to train you. You yeah. know. So then, if you want to go get fights, not just get uh, a good uh, just get a good trainer. You need to find someone who's got connections and yeah. stuff like that. So it's about putting yourself out there, then. Yeah. I guess, really. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And. Um, Obviously, we're in a we're in a bit of a situation at the moment. That's why yeah. we're so far apart, sadly. But if you're if you're in if you're in, a Euro, if you're in Europe, I would just go to the UK and try to make it there. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's okay. difficult because you have to sell tickets, and if you don't sell tickets, you won't get a fight. Yeah, but, yeah okay. uh, so it's, so it's hard to build, to build a community around you. But um, if you're abroad, if you don't know how to tap into the markets and if you don't know how to sell yourself but i mean it's the best it's your best bet you know because in italy the 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 situation is as this malta basically france boxing is not that big and i don't know how many people <laughs> speak french in malta and although they get government help it's not a lot you know yeah so i mean if you want to make it in boxing have a go at it i would go to the uk yeah or USA if you can get a green card <laughs> or a working permit. <laughs> yeah. I think the UK is maybe the safer bet yeah. at the moment. It's closer to Malta at least. Yeah. Did you think then, um, what's the future for Malta in boxing then? Do you think, do you think nah, there's one? a good future because yeah. Maltese, Maltese people have a lot of heart. Mm. A lot of heart. Yeah. So a lot of heart, a lot of fighting spirit. We're n there are many people, not all of us, who don't back down that much from a fight. Mm -hmm. We're a fighting nation. I mean, we've been at war since history. You, you so. proved it in the in the Second World War. <laughs> so Held on. Everything, <laughs> so yeah, kids are talented. We tend to do a lot better in individual sports than in team sports. Yeah, and then more aggressive sports like rugby. We do better than football. Yeah, teams, uh, like shooting, we do better than football stuff like that. You know? mm. So, I mean, and there's some really talented kids. Yeah, it's the small ones like. 15, 16, 14, 18, 19. So could have a future. We just need the right coaching, right structure to go out. Like now they try to take people to the Olympic trials, which is a good idea in of itself. It's a good experience, but I mean, they didn't have a pathway to do it. Yeah. So like they just got a group of kids who could afford to pay a thousand euros to stay there for two weeks or I don't know how much it was and uh, just took them there some of them were pros some of them were not um, but it's not the right way you need mm. to start taking kids on training camps abroad on small tournaments like small nation tournaments and stuff like that get the experience then take them to the Olympic level not get <coughs> get drawn with a guy who's been boxing since he was 8 years old um, elite competition from the UK or from wherever from Russia and stuff and mm. get, you're gonna learn but you're gonna pay for it yeah and and how are you <laughs> how are you um, uh, in the current situation how are you staying fit I mean I've seen I know you got a, a Facebook I'm thing doing, doing you know what types of things you do three circuits a week yeah and I do boxing training every day yeah. and I do a couple of uh, sometimes do two boxing sessions one day sometimes I go running you know okay. I mean it's, you work your way around things mm -hmm. you know I'm 
there, there's world champions who came out of gyms which had only one punching bag and a pair of pads. They didn't even have a ring. Right. So okay, just <laughs> no excuse. Yeah, okay, nice. Okay. I mean, if you want to keep yourself in shape and sharp, you can do it. Yeah. I guess because not all, not all the work is around, um, around the ring, right? So it's, it's... Nah, you can't be sparring around. Uh, well, you can't spar anywhere. We can spar here. Uh, <laughs> so it's true. As long as, <laughs> <laughs> as long as you have a pair of gloves, mouthpiece, and headgear, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. want to do it safe. You can even do it without headgear. Like in Cuba, when they're so poor, they don't even have mouthpiece, and they yeah. still spar. So, yeah. I mean, and you learn to use your feet a, bit, a lot more. You mm. keep your balance a lot more. Because uh, and you learn to keep moving and moving and moving because you don't want to like uh, get trapped against a concrete wall or against steel steel no steel barriers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And um, in terms of those that are looking to get into boxing, are, are there any kind of tips or routes you would suggest? Say it's you know maybe a fifteen-year-old something's listening to this and they're thinking, do you know what I want to? Well, do it this? depends what you want. It depends what you want to do when it comes to boxing because uh, like. As I told you, I train people as well, mm. and uh, I got I, I got people who are interested in the fighting. So you train them in a certain way, and you have to know that when when you're going for a fight, even if you're not going to make it your life mm. after that, it still takes a certain kind of discipline, like training at least five times a week, yeah, or four or five times a week, taking care of your diet so you don't get meshed with someone who is a giant, you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, learning technique and sparring. And when you're going to, when you, when you're sparring, you're going to get hit. And some people don't like that, but as I can say, it's not the worst thing in the world. Trust me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not as painful as people make it think, especially with, with, uh, with, with gloves on. Yeah. Um, so then if you're going to do it for fitness, which is great, just go ahead try to mm. learn the, the right technique anyways because mm. you might get hooked and then you would want to fight as well um but there are a lot of gyms in malta i train myself at fort fitness usually i train people over there and i run beginner boxing classes and advanced boxing classes where i go into a bit more technique and they do a bit more partner work together and they spar and stuff like that i do one-to-one -one boxing sessions as well yeah so there's a lot of ways you can do it but just uh, if you're gonna do it don't do it half-assed do it properly you know but it's like everything else i mean if you want to get results you gotta be focused on it and disciplined mm. on it you know yeah fair enough that's it's yeah. like anything discipline yeah. discipline is first right if you if, yeah. you if you really uh something you really want to pursue yeah um and uh we just want to clear this up um your so your alias uh, Chotos. Chotos. Obviously, yeah. the Q is so family's uh, in, uh, yeah. in uh, Maltese, so yeah. it's uh, Chotos. Yeah. Okay. Chotos. That's <laughs> um, my family. And, and so, what's 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 next for you then? So, like I say, you're still pretty early in your career. So, yeah. what's um, you know, what, what's well, what's have, for the next twelve have, months? For you? I have I have a couple of steps. So, for the next twelve months, everything is up in the air. Yep. So, because the world, all the world is up in the air. So, yeah, I think boxing is not 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 the biggest priority at the moment. However, yeah. we're still. <laughs> trying to box as soon as possible and sooner than a lot of people might think because we have a surprise in store um but yeah i think like, my immediate future what you my immediate future so my next fight will 99.9 percent .9 be versus scott dixon the trilogy fight because we already agreed terms and everything Nice. Um, now we're just gonna find the time date and place to stage it which is a bit difficult mm -hmm. at the moment but we're trying to work around it so hopefully sooner rather than later and then after that nice. i mean 
I need to win that. I mean, I need to. Uh, because you're only as good as your last fight. And even though I did pretty good in my last fight, I still lost it. So you need to or you will? You will win it. Oh, well, I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't believe in that stuff. But, yeah, you know, yeah. I need to. I'm I'm a realistic kind of guy. I know yeah. I can go into a match and lose it. So yeah. I, I'm not that kind of losing is not in my vocabulary. Okay. Like, that, that you're stupid. <laughs> then it's not in your vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, like some of the uh, Americans. Um, uh, does that does that ever come into? Have you ever had an opponent trying to play mind games with you? Is that ever a thing? Uh, nah, we either. to have mind games, you have to have press conferences. Oh, okay, we yeah. don't have press conferences in Malta. Yeah. Even when I went abroad, we didn't have press conferences. You just go way in done. and uh, yeah. to the fights. I mean, everybody tries to spy on each other now from social media and stuff yeah. like that. So, but that's that that's just about it you know yeah, okay the only guy who tried to play to put a mind against me he dropped me in the first round was carmelo terranova uh, he was short guy fat ugly and he came <laughs> and he was like cradling his baby and offering me food like before the fight and stuff like that in my dressing room so wow, I, okay. I was like it's getting you on side you know yeah wow okay interesting then as soon as we went out boom overhand right on the floor you know <laughs> and then i went out and stopped him in the fourth round so okay nice Wars so weren't good. okay so it doesn't or, so or, happen order restored yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice brilliant well um uh again thank you for coming on the show i know you're super right. super busy and i can i can smell the dedication on you because you've just come from your from your workout <laughs> So really you're saying that. I smell sweaty. You smell like a champion. Ah, thank you, buddy. So I smell sweaty, yeah. <laughs> well, I really, really appreciate it. And um, let's, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, if there's tickets available, I'll definitely come down. Yeah, it was um, a pleasure, man. And, uh, and hang out at the next fight. And yeah, this, um, you know, let's just kind of keep this going and, and hopefully we'll, we'll if there's anything we can do together, try and um, uh, increase the level of training in, in Malta. For sure. Then, um, then that'd be great. But um, thanks again for coming. I know where you're going there with it. <laughs> I know, I know. Let's elevate each other. Come yeah. on, Malta. Malta may be small, but it could be mighty. Yeah. And, and it is. Exactly. So let's do it. Nice one. Okay, well, th thanks so much. Thank and I'll you, see buddy. you soon. Thank you. And uh, thanks to all the uh, listeners so far. And uh, again, also, we have a YouTube channel. Um, if you want to, actually, if you want to get hold of um, Christian, I'll put the your Instagram yes, on exactly. there. Yeah, what, Facebook what, as well. Facebook. Yeah. Um, well, all of it. Um, yeah. yeah. All the links will be on there. So, yeah. um, so if you want to, uh, are you are you cool if people want to reach out to you? They can reach out to yeah, you for sure, questions. Yeah, just send me stuff. a message. Yeah, I mean, I think I have my mobile my mobile number on Facebook as well. So I'm pretty reachable. There we go. Okay, so <laughs> my privacy is like zero. Yeah, <laughs> I might need to work on that. But that's okay. <laughs> cool. Okay, man. Well, good to see you and uh, and stay safe. And I'll and I'll see you soon. Thank you, buddy. See you soon. <laughs>